Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in the space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on the show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Today, I want to share something pretty special with you. So last week, I actually just hit four years in business, four years working for myself full-time, being responsible for my income. I took a huge leap of faith when I first started my business, and I mean, as with basically everyone, it's really fucking scary and you have no idea if it's going to work out or not. So to be standing here four years later feels really cool, really special. So I want to share four of the biggest lessons that I've learned in this fourth year of business. I guess technically it would be my yeah, no, that makes sense. I've been in business for four years. Now I'm going on my fifth year, which is really cool. Math like that, see, I am not a math person. It always it always gets me. I mean, give me anything creative and I will figure that out probably pretty quickly. But then when it comes to numbers, I'm like the third grade level. It's, it's very sad. But I'm going to be sharing some of the biggest things that I've learned this last year because hands down, this has been one of my hardest years in business. And, you know, I'm all about transparency. I'm all about keeping it real. And the thing with being a business owner is it's not just on the up and up all the time. There are high highs and extremely low lows. And I really feel like this year I've had to fight. I've had to fight for my business. I've had to fight for my mental health. I've had to fight to stick around. Like a lot of that has gone into this year. And You know, that's not to say that this isn't my path or I shouldn't be doing this. I mean, a lot of the times alignment doesn't just only look like ease. A lot of the times if it's worth doing, it's probably going to be kind of difficult. So I am excited to share some of the lessons I sat down and really thought about what were the big themes this last year, what are some of the biggest things that I struggled with, and I really feel like this year looks very, very different than my other couple of years in business. And I'm sure that this will continue to change as well. So before we dive into the episode, I have two updates, two announcements. The first is that Next Level Business is going to be closing for enrollment tomorrow. So if you've been thinking about it, do not wait too much longer because if you do, I mean, doors are going to be closed. They're going to close on Friday the 3rd. So if this is something that you've been interested in, we're talking all things automation in your business. We are going to help you create a freebie, sales funnels, a website that you love, sales pages, all of that good stuff. When people talk about passive income and starting to make money when you sleep and when you're out on the weekend doing things, this is how you start to make money. If you are not wanting to actively market your services and your offers all the time, 
you want to be inside next level business. Not only is this going to be 10 weeks of support directly from me, but I'm going to give you, be giving you templates and done for you resources. So all you have to do is plug and play with your copy on things like your website and inside emails. It's going to be, I'm going to make it really easy for you. Like, yes, you're going to have to, you know, dig deep and get really specific on what your offer is, the transformations that it provides, but I'm going to make everything else as easy as possible. So the cool thing about this program is that we've actually got two Q&A call times. So Mondays at 8.30 a.m. PST and Wednesdays at 2.30 p.m. PST. It is really, really important to me that if you are joining this program live, that you have a, actually the option to come to a call live. I mean, there's nothing worse than joining a program and you're like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll catch all of the replays, which isn't the worst thing. I mean, I have definitely done that before where I've joined programs and I just, I was like, yep, those times just like straight up don't work for me. Either I have client calls or I'm busy doing other things and I've just watched the replays and that's been great. But one of the coolest parts about this is that during the Q&A calls, you get to ask me any questions. So if you're in a launch, if you're trying to create something for Black Friday, if you are, if it's December and you're like, holy shit, what should I be focusing on right now? Because it doesn't feel like anybody's paying attention. I got you. I got you within all of that. And I did just add a 10 month payment plan option. So that means that you can get started with us for just $249, $249 and we are going to be starting officially on the 6th. So I'm gonna leave all of the information for Next Level Business in the show notes. So you can head there, you can check out the payment plan option, you can check out the sales page for the hundredth time. <laughs> am I kidding or am I not kidding? Um, no, I know a lot of people have sales pages up for the duration of the launch and they're kind of going back and forth. Should I join this? Should I not join this? And I'm here to tell you, if you're looking for a sign, this is it. This is it. This is your sign. Doors are closing. I'm not going to open them to this program again, certainly not in this format and definitely not at this price point. I know that this is something that is in high demand for business owners. So if this is something that you want to do, I would, uh, I would hop on it. So again, I'm going to leave the details for this in the show notes. And my second announcement is that I'm going to be hosting an energy healing circle on 11-11. So I didn't host one last month, but there is so much going on in the world right now. There's a lot of heaviness. There's a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. And it really inspired me to host this energy healing circle. This is actually going to be my, I think, 12th energy healing circle this year at the least it's at least number 12 and it really inspired me to host this at a much lower price point so it could be very accessible for people normally I host these at 77 or 88 dollars but this one is going to be 22 dollars so if you are experiencing any heavy stuck or stagnant energy if you've just been feeling really low lately even if you haven't been feeling low and you want an energy boost I'd recommend coming to this so it's going to be at 9 a.m. on the 11th, which is a Saturday. So come spend part of your Saturday with me. This is going to be 75 minutes long. And the format and the way that it works is you come, we all meet together on Zoom. You'll be provided with the link after you book in and then we'll all get together. I'll share some of the things that are coming up for the collective, some of the things that the guides want you to know. I'll lead you through a meditation. I'll send you the energy healing and then I will share at the end what came up intuitively. I'll give you some time and space to come back to uh, this 3D reality because a lot of the times people tend to go places during energy healing. Don't worry, you're not actually going to physically leave your 
your body. And I'm really excited because this is something that I feel very passionately about. Energy healing has absolutely changed my life. And every single time that I get to share it with people, it it feels truly so special because it is such a powerful modality and we really do have to heal the individual in order to heal the collective. We've got to do that deep individual work in order for that to positively spread to the rest of the world. So that just feels like a big part of my mission. If you're interested in joining us, I would love, love, love to have you there. Head to the link in the show notes to learn more. Again, that's going to be on Saturday, November 11th at 9 a.m. We're going to run for 75 minutes, so it's not going to be super long. You're probably going to feel a little bit energized for the rest of the day. And then as those emotions that we've stored come up to the surface, there's going to be some release, but it's good. It's good. What I always say about this is it's a little bit of short-term sacrifice for long-term benefit. If we don't work through or process things, they no surprise, get stored in the body. So energy healing is really brilliant for helping to release those emotions so that we can actually finally heal and release patterns that we keep repeating because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in repeating patterns if they're not serving me. So those are the announcements that I have. Let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. So four years, huh? Yeah, four years. This is actually wild. I bought myself a balloon like I do every single every single year. I went to, I live right next to a Safeway and as I'm like picking out the balloon, I'm like so excited and I'm like having, you know, like I bring it to the counter and the lady blows it up for me and she's like, so what color string do you want? And I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter to me. And she's like, boy colors, girl colors. And I was like, okay, first of all, a little outdated there. Second of all, like, no. And then I like wasn't gonna give her anything on it. And I could tell she was wondering because I was like, oh nope, it really doesn't matter. So she started doing like Halloween colors. Like she did orange and purple, and there's like some silver or black in there too. And I was like, great, perfect. Doesn't matter. Like, you know, as long as I have the balloon, that's the thing that matters to me. And it was just really funny because, you know. Nobody really talks about or celebrates milestones like this. You know, it's kind of like you get married, you have kids, and those are the big ones. But for me, this really was such a huge milestone. Like when I started, I just, I couldn't imagine being here right now. Like there's just, there's just absolutely no way. I mean, even before I started my business, if you would have told me that I was going to become a business owner and I'd be like four years in at some point just no way. I'm in absolute disbelief. And I'm so, so thankful to everybody for listening to the podcast, reading my emails, engaging with me on Instagram, being clients. Like truly, I mean, I could not do this without you. So, I mean, really so much gratitude for you. Thank you so much for being here. It means, it means the absolute world to me because I couldn't do this if it weren't for you being here. So four years in and I'm not lying when I say this year has been the hardest. I mean, ever since, God, going through a pivot and then going through a breakup and just trying to get my shit together, honestly, like it has been, I feel like almost back to back nonstop, like trying to figure it out. And again, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I do feel like I am on the other side of it now, which like, thank. God, because when you're going through it, you're like, wow, is this ever going to end? And, you know, that's not to say that 
I'm not expecting there to be more challenges in my business owner journey. Absolutely, there will be. That's part of it. But just for it to be that heavy for so long, I mean, that was like 18 months. It was like an 18 month long night of the dark soul, like dark night of the soul, where I was like, okay, so death and rebirth and death and rebirth and death. And it was like over and over and over again. And I do really think that it made me more resilient. I do feel like it made me more creative. I feel like it made me a hell of a lot better at what I do. I am much better at marketing. I'm much better at selling. I'm much better at copywriting. All of those skill sets are extremely important. I'm much better at coaching as well. Like I really, I really had to ask myself like, what is it about you that, you know, actually stands out to people? What is it about you that makes you special? What are you actually very good at? And can you figure out a way to clearly communicate that to people so that people aren't left wondering and trying to move away from more of like the paycheck marketing. So, you know, when people, and this isn't to say that I don't ever do it. I do think that it has a place, but when people are like, I made six figures taking a bath and you're like, okay, but like, could I get a little bit more context? Could I get a little bit of backstory on that? Like you just literally like from nothing, you just took a bath and made six figures. Like, of course I want to do that too. But then you realize it's like, oh, well, they've been in business eight years and they have, you know, 300,000 followers and they have a really warm audience. Like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense, but they're just kind of like skipping over all of those other pieces. I actually posted, I think I'm really funny sometimes, but I actually posted on Instagram for Halloween on Tuesday. It was this carousel of, I'm sure you've seen some of these, but it's like a haunted house, but it's, and then it's filled with different things. And one of my favorite things <laughs> I put on there was, it's a haunted house, but it's just filled with business coaches talking about content batch, batching and ROI and how they made six figures doing nothing. Um, honestly, if you haven't looked at that post yet, it's really good. There's like 10 different ones. And I really... I got a giggle out of making all of those. I really uh, cracked myself up. I just thought about like, what's some of the most annoying things as a business owner? And I was just like, all right, these have all got to go inside one post. And, you know, thinking about again, what is it that I want to bring to the world? Of course, I want to help people make more money. Of course I want to. I want you to make as much money as possible. I want to make as much money as possible. I think that that's important, but I don't think that that's everything because I think a lot of the times it does skip out on the privilege part of it. It skips out on the nuance. It skips out on all of the strategy. And it's just like, I do believe that if I can do it, you can do it as well. And also you might be going through different struggles and also you might have a very different story than I do, right? So it's, it is important to take all of that into context and to address all of that and not to just put a blanket statement over it and say that it's equally accessible for everybody because we know that that's not true. So that has been something that I've really been focusing on a lot this year. And, you know, I'll just go ahead and actually dive into number one. And these are not really in any particular order, although I do think that one of these, and I'll let you know which one has been like the biggest lesson for the year. But number one is that timing is everything. I know this sounds really lame. This sounds really cliche, but the, 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 when I really realized this was when I launched Amplify back in April, and then I didn't launch anything big again until June, and then I didn't launch anything big again until Next Level Business, which is happening right now. So this year, I've only had three launches, which is fucking crazy. I used to launch every month of the year, every month of the year. So to go from like, I don't know, eight to 10 to 12 launches to now three 
what? Like, I never thought I'd have the ability to pull back like that. And also, I couldn't imagine doing more than that. And what I realized with the timing is everything is that I was overworking so much before in the first couple years of my business that I would just override my system, my nervous system. I would just override everything that I was like, oh, well, I'm kind of tired and I'm like a little bit burnt out, but I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's do this. I mean, also too, you know, that was like deep into the pandemic and I just felt like this pressure to support people as much as possible, especially because I was doing a lot of climbing coaching and people were working out at home a lot. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to help people by creating workouts that they can do at home. So, you know, that kind of just like added to the energy. But now it really feels like in my business, like it's almost hard to explain, but like I can't move until the universe says go. Even if I wanted to launch something earlier, if the universe doesn't give me the green light, it's gonna absolutely fucking flop. I mean, honestly, that's a lot of what happened with the Prism launch is I thought I was ready. I wanted to be ready. I kind of like, you know, we have like a bias towards like wanting to do things and wanting to be productive because that's a lot of society standards and what we've been raised with and and our conditioning is to want to like do things, you know, fast and do more of it. But that is something that it has been super difficult to sit with. I mean, truly, I, there have been points in this year where I'm like, okay, so like, are we going to do anything? Like it, it kind of just felt like I was a sitting duck <laughs> to be very honest. And there were times where I would like, like always yell at the universe and be like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, and it was all about surrender. It was all about trusting in the timing of things and trusting that it's all going to work out right. Because we can build a business so many different ways. We can build a business by forcing it. We can build a business by hustling our asses off and working super hard. And I've done that in the past. And, you know, if we actually want to do things differently, we have to do things differently. And this was a big lesson for me is actually learning how to do things differently and then seeing that, oh my gosh, it actually does work out. Like maybe I felt really uncomfortable launching less in the beginning and not going to lie, it's still a little bit weird to me, but unless the universe is like, yes, this is a thing that you are meant to do and you can get started on it, then I know it's going to be me just like forcing my way through it. I mean, that is truly why I think that the launch for Next Level Business is going so well is because I waited for that green light and on I was like, okay, I guess I'm fine not launching a program through the end of the year. Like, does it freak me out a little bit? Because it's like, yeah, I mean, I do need to make money at some point, but that would be, you know, I, I can't have a business where I don't make money. That's not a business. That's a charity. But really waiting until the the universe was like, yes, this is like a good idea. Correct. Go. You're rested enough. You've actually allowed yourself to pull back enough to where you do have energy to step into this launch. Oof, that was a long waiting period. And like I said, I was okay not launching anything through the end of the year and, you know, potentially waiting until January, February. But I think that that's just part of that surrender. And I talk a lot about feminine energy and getting into your feminine energy. And this is part of it. This is part of that surrender and actually being able to receive is listening to your intuition, listening to the universe, and not just like forcing your way through life, which is probably what I did the first 31 years of my entire life because you just don't know any better. So timing has been huge, huge for me this year. And, you know, this might look like I'm potentially producing less in the future, 
But if the times that I do launch and do things like cash injections, if they actually end up making me more money, then I can pull back after that. And that's what creates that true ebb and flow. And that is something that I've always wanted inside my business. I really like having periods that are a little bit busier and then periods where it's like, yeah, I'm not doing shit. And this actually feels really good. Does that work for everybody? Not necessarily, but it works really well for me of kind of like more of like a hit style instead of just like the grind all the time. I can't, I can't grind all the time. I'm really not actually designed to work that much. So timing has been just top of the priority list for me to pay attention to and to always just check in with myself and make sure that I actually am ready and prepared to put something out there with the amount of energy that it takes. Launching is a huge energy expenditure. I mean, I'm even finding myself inside this launch, like I have a bunch of like unread text messages and you know, just like family members trying to contact me, friends trying to contact me. And this is something that I'm still trying to work out is like how to be in a launch and also like be a real human at the same time. And I have gotten a lot better at it, but it is super tricky. It's really tricky for me. You know, I do tend to say no to more social obligations. And while some people might feel like they're missing out, again, it's just like, it's a six week period of time. You know, it's not actually that long in the grand scheme of things. And if I'm then able to pull back through the end of the year, potentially, like that's really cool. So it's like, yeah, I'm happy to sacrifice like six weeks of time if that means that I get even more spaciousness on the other side of it. If you're looking for an all-in-one platform solution, look no further, Kajabi is here. I know I've talked about Kajabi on the podcast before, but truly I am so obsessed. They actually just added the afterpay feature to checkout. So now you can have the ability to offer afterpay for your clients so people can actually essentially put themselves on a payment plan. And this has been shown to increase sales significantly when they offered this as a beta testing for different Kajabi customers. So I'm really excited to now have that as an option and I host everything on Kajabi. No longer do I have a separate platform for email, for podcasting, for my courses. Holy shit, it was like, just the mental load of having things in multiple different places. No way. I mean, also like having my website on a different, I had four different platforms that I was toggling between. And then you're trying to set up automations and integrations for all of them to connect and talk to each other. No, thank you. I actually want to conserve my energy and use it for being the visionary inside my business instead of hopping back and forth between all of these. And I mean, honestly, this just feels very like cog in the wheel type of energy versus having everything flow really smoothly. So if you, I know you've heard about Kajabi and if you're curious about it, you've been thinking about it, like, should I do it? Should I not do it? They've got three different levels that you can choose from. They have an entry level, a mid level, and then a high level. I'm actually on the mid-level. I don't yet have a need for the highest level. I started out with the entry level and then moved to the mid-level when I actually decided that I wanted to create more products and courses. And it actually comes out to be cheaper per month than all of those platforms, those four platforms that I was using separately. So not only does it save me time, it also saves me money and I get everything all in one place. If you want to try out Kajabi for yourself, I actually have a free trial that you can use. You'll get a 14 day free trial using my link. I'll pop it in the show notes. 
after 14 days, you can decide if you want to continue using it. I do always see that there's a bit of a learning curve when coming onto a new platform. So you can use those 14 days to figure out, okay, this is how to work the email editor. This is how to add courses, which by the way, super easy for both of them, but it just takes like a, a little bit of clicking around for you to then know how to do it for yourself and make it super efficient going forward. So again, 14 day free trial with Kajabi, the number one, number one course platform for creators. I'll leave that link in the show notes. If you have any questions about Kajabi, feel free to email me at hello at expandwithchelsea.com. I know that this is a big move for a lot of business owners to finally get everything on one platform. I couldn't recommend it enough. I couldn't be happier as a customer. They have stellar customer service. Anytime you need something, all you have to do is use the chat box. So, you know, maybe you're the type of person that's a night owl and you're working on your course at 2 a.m. and you're like, oh shit, how do I connect this via an automation? All you have to do is use the chat feature and they'll help you. They'll send you an article or they will manually go in and do it themselves, which is one of the really great things about Kajabi is they actually have access to the back end of your business so they can help see what's going on. If you're looking to level up inside your business, I could not recommend making the switch to Kajabi more. This kind of comes back to the conversation of discipline. That's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Not discipline in terms of rigidity and you know, not being able to be flexible whatsoever and just feeling like, oh my gosh, if I don't stick to the plan, it's all going to fail and crumble. I don't think that that's helpful. But discipline and the fact that like I'm building something and that's something that I'm building I want it to be, I want it to leave a legacy. I want it to be extremely impactful. And in order for that to happen, I need to have really good boundaries. I actually do need to put myself first. I actually do need to take really good care of myself and I need to be extremely protective of my energy. So that's just something that I've been noodling on quite a bit lately is just this concept of discipline. And where do I need more discipline? Where do I maybe need less discipline? Like for me with working out, I probably need a little bit less discipline. That's what feels good for me to almost like approach exercise and working out with more of like a feminine energy. Like I do this when I want to do it and I stop when I don't want to do it instead of like forcing myself to, I don't know, say for example, like go on a 17 mile run. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like I want to run until I feel like I don't want to run anymore. And then I'm done, which side note is practically never. So, you know, just throwing that out there as an example. So number two is, oh my gosh, this is, I feel like the main theme of all of this is just surrender. And it's so fucking hard. Oh my God. When you're in it, you're just like, please, can there be an easier way? And the universe is like, this is the way. And you're like, do you got anything else for me? And the universe is like, no. You're like, okay, well, I'll sit with it some more and then I'll maybe decide. So number two is you probably need to get rid of some things first before knowing what comes next. You actually need to get rid of shit before knowing what's going to fill that place. And this has happened to me with different programs. I mean, take Ignite, for example. Ignite is, it was one of my signature programs. Oh my God, I've had Ignite for almost three years. That was my business accelerator course. That was like my baby. That was one of the first things that I ever did in transitioning from climbing to being a business mentor that felt that was such a good program. It is still such a good program. And also I knew that with all the changes to social media and all the changes to like what I've learned about copywriting and marketing, 
I really grappled with for a long time, am I gonna redo this program? Am I gonna revamp it? And I just kept hesitating. I just kept procrastinating. I just, like, honestly, I just couldn't take action on it. And what it came down to is I actually need to let it, I needed to let it go in order to have other business ideas come in. And I mean, I had no idea what was gonna replace that income. It's super fucking scary letting something go inside your business and not knowing like, okay, but like, if this is actively making me money, like what am I gonna do then to make money on the other side? And, you know, a lot of the times, like I I feel like I just had this block of like, I wanna create a new program, but I don't know what it is. And I didn't get the idea to create the new program, which side note was next level business and Obviously, this one is like, this is the thing. I feel like I nailed like the gold mine of ideas. This is like the thing that everybody's been needing. And this is something that I'm also really good at. But I didn't get that idea. I didn't get that download until I released Ignite. It wasn't like, oh, I might do next level business. Then I feel safe enough to release Ignite. No, I didn't feel safe doing that. I didn't want to do it. But it was something where you know, abundance isn't just having the most in all of something. Abundance is looking at the things that are actually energy giving for you and that you're excited about. And that, you know, it's really difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's really difficult to promote a lot of different offers at once. And sometimes, yes, it's really cool to have a lot of different offers, but sometimes things are actually just taking up space. And I feel like that's what Ignite was doing. And I had no idea that something even better. I mean, I kind of knew I was like, okay, well, generally, you know, when we take leaps and we take risks, then yes, the universe rewards that bold action, but it was really cool to have that experience and just to be able to lean into trusting the universe more. So if there's something that you're thinking about, like, okay, maybe it's like letting go of one-on-one sessions or it's letting go of the idea of a group program or it's letting go of something that scares the shit out of you and you're like, honestly, I have no idea what's gonna come into place. You gotta let it go first. You're, you you, know, you gotta jump before you know that you're gonna be caught. Of course you're gonna be caught. It's kind of like one of my clients, um, she's doing something that takes her a lot of time every other week. It's a job. And she's really trying to move into more of like doing her own thing. And she came to this realization. She was like, oh my God, I'm spending all of this time doing this other thing. When in reality, if I just sold one session of what I'm doing, I could make up all of that money and I'd get so much time back. And she actually put in her notice for that one job that she was doing. And she was just like, wow, that's exactly what I needed to do. Like, that was the thing. Like, do I know I'm going to be caught? Yes. But does it still feel scary? Absolutely. And, you know, I really, this is why I say business is a giant, massive self-development journey. You're going to get to know yourself. You're going to get to face all of your fears, all of your trauma, all of your wounds, all of the shit that you've just shoved down again and again. It's all going to come up when you are a business owner. And this is one of the ways that I believe that that happens is we get faced with different situations that trigger us and we have to see how we act. And again and again, the universe is going to test you and give you different scenarios and challenges that you get to respond to. And it's just asking you to surrender. It's asking you to trust that things could actually work out so much better than you think that they could. That's the thing is like, if it's not this, it's something better. If not this, something better. 
always. What's meant for you absolutely can't miss you. And I believe that with my whole heart. And that has really come into play for me this year. There were a lot of times when, you know, like just hosting like different cash injections and doing different things with my offers. I'm like, I have no idea if this is going to work out. Not, not a single idea. And I needed to release my fear first in order to see what the result of it was going to be. So number two, that was getting rid of things or being willing to release before knowing what's going to take its place. All right. Probably, definitely the hardest one for me. This is number three. Wow. This is just back in my face again and again and again, probably because I've never really truly deeply worked on it. I mean, I've done some work like here and there and I've done workshops and, you know, talked with different mentors, but it really just became apparent to me that my relationship with money sucked. It was so bad. It was very push-pull. Honestly, it was really toxic. It was like very avoidant, codependent, just like all of the worst things. And this is why number three is my relationship to money sucked. It's going to make everything harder. So for you, thinking about like, what is your relationship to money? Do you feel like you are truly abundant and you have the ability to make as much money as you want whenever you want? Do you feel like it is more of that like push-pull, love it when it's here, hate it when it's not? Do you feel like there's resentment? Do you feel like money is hard to make? Do you feel like, you know, it's all these like deep-seated stories that we have of, you know, people only do evil things with money. I'm really judgmental of other people with money. So then what am I going to be like when I have money that we're just actively pushing money away? So I really started to look at not not just like the family lineage and the stories that I gathered when I was younger, but like my current relationship with money. And I've done a podcast episode recently about this. I would highly recommend listening to that and just starting to really realize, you know, are you complaining about money on a daily basis? Are you saying that things are expensive? Are you allowing yourself to essentially like sink down into the frequency that a lot of other people are at, you know, they're complaining about housing prices or they're complaining about gas prices. And every single time that we do that, we are pushing money away. Money is an energy. Money wants to be where it is appreciated. Money wants to be where it feels supported. And if we're actively sitting there shit talking it, I mean, I, I tried to go an entire day without complaining about money when I first noticed that I had this habit. And I was like, I can't. I was like, oh my God, almost everything that comes out of my mouth about money is negative. It's complaining. And I had to tell my my boyfriend that, okay, we can't complain about money anymore. I was like, we have to make a pact. There's no more complaining about money. There's no more saying things are expensive. It's either a priority or it's not. And I have been doing daily work on my relationship to money. It's not just this singular event. Like when people say money mindset, it makes it seem like it's this like one-off thing that you can fix and then you're good to go for forever. But I I really don't see it that way. It is, you know, besides the relationship that we have with ourselves, it's probably going to be one of the longest relationships that you have in your life. So you want to make sure that it's as good as possible. So when we frame it like it's a relationship, then it's something that's more ongoing. It's something that we have to continue to put work and effort into. It's like a romantic relationship. It's not just like, you do it one time and it's like good to go for the rest of forever. You've got to continue to put hard work into it in order to maintain that relationship. So for me, it just, I mean, everything about money 
was I needed to work on. Like just basically every single aspect of it. I needed to get my shit in order. I needed to get my finances in order. I finally let go of my accountant who had been really weighing on me like very heavily in terms of my relationship to money because she would turn in things late a lot. And that really stressed me out. And I never was really sure what was going on because she was quote handling it. So I learned about QuickBooks. I really got in there and did a lot around looking at the numbers, not being avoidant anymore, knowing how to like categorize different things in QuickBooks, you know, really taking charge of like, now I pay my excise tax. I mean, I was paying it before, but my accountant was doing it for me. But now I am doing all of those things, making sure that I have, you know, like a high yield savings account set up with automatic deposits into that, making sure that I'm maxing out my retirement, like all of these little things that I didn't think were that big of a deal, but are actually really, really big deals. So this, I, I this has just been like the year of money for me, like the year of really getting clear on what do I want this relationship to look like? What are the things right now that need addressing? Do I need to communicate better with money? Am I actually open to receiving money? And doing a lot of the deeper work around that, which is why I'm really excited to be leading those who join Next Level Business through a workshop to help them release shame and guilt around money. I actually shared in my email Last week, how being the sole provider for a family of four, you're going to have to, if you're on my, on my email list, you're going to have to go look at that email because I'm not going to spill the whole story here. But how being a sole provider for a family of four was really extremely difficult while I was pivoting my business and there was so much resentment there and I blamed money and I blamed myself and I blamed the universe and it just left me with so much shame and guilt around money that... I mean, honestly, it was like making me push it further away. <laughs> when we hold on to emotions like that, that's what we what we call in more of, more of the same, more shame, more guilt, more low vibration emotions. So this is, you know, unless you are like 110% satisfied with your relationship to money, I would highly recommend, you know, this could be consuming podcast episodes. This could be following uh, money experts on Instagram. This could look like taking courses on your relationship to money. Hopefully I'll have one at some point. Um, you know, I'm not saying promising that that's going to be coming anytime soon, but that is something because I have been putting so much work into it lately that I would like to create at in the near future. I think that that could be a really incredible supportive course for a lot of people. And taking charge of that because it is massively impactive day to day. And again, if you're not making money in your business, this is, I mean, it's going to be very challenging for you to be successful. And a lot of it does come back to our relationship with money. All right. Number four, the final one is being innovative and creative is key. Every single time I try to do something where I am mimicking or replicating something that I've seen, it fucking flops. And it's like, I knew that. And also I just, you know, part of me, I think just wanted it to be easy almost and like take the shortcut route, but that is not what I'm here for. That is not what you're here for, especially not as entrepreneurs and business owners. Sorry, not sorry, but this is like not an easy career path that we've chosen. So 
for me, what that really looks like then is prioritizing my creativity. What makes me feel creative? What doesn't make me feel creative? What environments actually spark creativity for me? And also that means I need a lot of fucking spaciousness in a day. I need so much open space and time. I am not the type of girl that can have one appointment in a day and get anything else done. Like seriously, this came back down to boundaries. This came back down to reclaiming my power, reclaiming my time and making sure that I am doing everything that I can to help myself feel as creative as possible, really creating things that haven't existed before, not just my version of somebody else's thing, but like truly like a one of a kind, this is, you know, the, the first in the industry type of offers that fill the gap. And this, I mean, that for me was Amplify. I am really so proud of that course. I think that there is so much in there that, I mean, I've taken a couple of launch courses and I'm like, what? This does not even explain it in a way that makes any bit of sense. And I was like, all right, I've got to do this with my own take because I do have an extremely unique approach to launching because I have launched over 50 times at this point. So I have a lot of expertise. I have a lot of knowledge on the topic. And, you know, that also is next level business. I don't see a single program out there that is talking about the same things that I'm talking about, talking about organization and automation all in one spot. I mean, yes, there are courses that talk about sales funnels just by themselves. There are courses that, you know, teach you how, actually, are there courses that teach you how to design your own website? I feel like a lot of web designers are like, I will design your website, but not a lot of like, here's how you can DIY it. So I really wanted to just put all that information in one spot and and give people a place to come where they don't have to take, I don't know, seven different programs in order to get the same information. So that for me has been just key of like, I've got to unfollow people. I've got to like put my blinders on. I've really got to make sure that my channel is as clear as possible because the more that I am, you know, consuming other people's information or content, the more I feel like I am essentially like I'm very like apt to regurgitate what it is that I've just consumed. I mean, I think we all are, right? It's like in your field, it's in your mind. Of course, then you're going to want to like talk about it or make your version of it. And that's not to say that I don't think that we should collaborate or look at other people's things. But especially, you know, for me, when I think about launching and the types of things and types of offers that I want to put out there, I mean, being unique and being innovative is one of my top priorities. This is one of my top values that I have inside of my business. And the thing that allows me to do that is actually tuning out and disconnecting and unplugging from other people and making sure that I am just in my own energy as much as possible and making sure that I am keeping, again, my channel as clear as I can and reducing consumption of other content. You know, I really do like watching YouTube videos though, but you know, that's okay because I don't have a YouTube channel. So maybe what it is then is finding out like, okay, maybe if you want to like start a podcast, maybe that doesn't look like listening to a hundred other podcasts because then it's really easy to just sound like the other ones. Maybe you start to realize that you want to put your own spin on something, but it's just not going the way that you want it to. So instead of asking you know, what did I do wrong? It's how can I make this more unique? How can I make this more me and less of something that I've seen before? And I know it can be really scary because like launching something that you don't have any proof that it's going to work, but that is 
honestly, a lot of the beauty of it is making sure that it is completely unique to you and something that is filling the gap inside your niche or inside your industry that people have been wanting, but it hasn't existed yet. That's when you hit the gold mine. That is when you hit like, ah, that is the million dollar idea. So to recap all of this, biggest lessons that I've learned, timing is everything. I need to release things before knowing what's coming next. So jump before you're ready. I mean, jump or you're going to get pushed. (laughs) Number three is I really needed to prioritize my relationship to money and repairing that. And then the fourth one, being innovative and creative is key and making sure that I am just as unique as possible. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to let me know on Instagram. I'm at expand with Chelsea. You can also leave a review for the podcast. I would love it if you did. It seriously makes my day reading through the reviews that you've left. If you haven't updated yours in a while, it just takes a couple of seconds and it really helps to put a lot of like good juju energy out into the world. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for helping me celebrate four years in business. This is a huge milestone. I'm so excited. I'm so proud. This has really been such a wild journey so far. Again, it wouldn't be possible without you here listening. So I appreciate you so much. Have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next episode.